one of these days, you know what's going to happen? We're, we're, we're actually going to see what God's doing. Like, we're going to see firsthand what God is doing. And I will promise you this, I, I can't say for sure many things, but I can 100% say this is going to happen. You see, when we see what God is doing, we're not going to golf clap any longer. See, what's going to happen for some of us when we see what God is doing is we're going to faint because we've been overcome with the goodness of the God that saved your life. You see, we're just going to look for just a few minutes here this morning, and and I know that I am in the presence of some wonderful people who pick up their Bible throughout the week and they want to go a little deeper and they study God's Word. And so if you would, turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. And and we're not going to get very far in Galatians chapter 5 towards the end of the chapter here this morning because we're just not. We're going to land and we're going to sink our feet into a very important couple of verses. Because there's some of us in here this morning, and, and, and I'm one of them, who simply continue to make bad choices. See, Paul loves the Galatian people. He loves them. He's probably about 15 to 25 years removed from seeing Jesus taken into heaven. And he's planted this church in Galatia, and he loves them. And this church was started on some very powerful things. Simply one was the movement of the Holy Spirit of God. The second was these people really had a passion for telling the story of Jesus. They had a passion for telling about the powerful movement that Jesus Christ created. And for several years this church took off and it had an amazing track record according to most church plans. But then what happened one day was something started to get into the foundation. And it was people who were starting to question. It was people starting to tell other stories. It was people wanting not the very best for this Galatian church. And Paul's fed up. Because he risked his life. He sweat and he bled. And he did everything that God gave him power to do to just pour out onto these people. And now at this point, he's fed up and so he writes this letter. You see, that's what we've got to understand about this Bible thing. It's not just a bunch of words. That These are actual letters. And if you're reading in the New Testament, past Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you don't know who wrote it, it's a good guess that Paul wrote it. And he's writing this letter to these people that he loves and, and, and he's fed up. He's angry. Go back and look sometime tonight. You'll find that just over a couple of chapters, over here in chapter 3, he says, man, you guys are foolish people. He says, all of this stuff and this lies and this stuff that's tearing this church apart has come in here basically right under your own noses and you didn't even see it. You go over a little further, like chapter 4, See, he's like, man, I think I just wasted my time. 
then we come into chapter 5. Let me just say what he says here in the 16th verse is this. Paul doesn't say it this way. This is what the Lord has laid upon my heart to share with you here this morning. We have been in this Holy Spirit movement. Like God is doing some amazing things in your lives. Listen, I'm hearing through emails and I'm hearing through text messages. I'm hearing through conversations that God is not only moving in my life, Pastor Brent's life, He's not only moving in Pastor Bradley's and Andy's and our staff's life, but He is moving in your life as well. And I love it. That's praiseworthy. And so we've been... We've been just hunkering down on the Holy Spirit because we know that we're at the ground level of this thing. There are some of us that are so confused right now about what is all of this Holy Spirit movement kind of stuff. Can I just tell you that God is going to reveal to us exactly what we need to know when we need to know it. He's got the veil and He's pulling it back just a little by little. And when you and I are ready for more of His presence and His power and His moving, He's going to pull the veil back. Whew, it takes all the pressure off of us, doesn't it? I I can't see any of your faces in the back, but let me just speak to you for a second. Here's the deal. Paul says to these people, You know what I've said. You've seen Jesus and you've seen His Holy Spirit doing amazing things. You guys need to choose. And I'll just say this is what the Lord has laid on my heart. Paul didn't say this, so please don't take it as something inspired by God written in Scripture. But I do believe it's inspired by God because He said it to me and He said this. I believe that the second greatest, most powerful thing that God has put on this earth is the opportunity to choose. The church, we call it free will, and it's a powerful thing. And there are some of us in here, like myself, I continue to choose wrong. Paul says this, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Let's just go here. And he says, so I say, Paul's counted to 10. He's cooled down. He says, so I say, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. This is the sinful nature. This is the flesh. And just for fun this morning. I'm going to pretend that I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And because I am, but just go with me with this. Many of us in this room know the truth. We know what God desires. We've heard Him speak. We've felt His presence. We've surrendered our life to Jesus. But for some reason, we continue to allow the flesh 
We allow the sinful nature to control our every move. And the sinful nature will constantly focus on self. Scott, I'm not sure if I'm allowing the nature of the sin or the flesh. I'm not sure if the Holy Spirit is the one guiding me. Let me ask you this one simple question. Are the decisions and the motives of your heart, are the, the things that you are producing, are they produced with yourself in mind or are they produced with the kingdom of God in mind? Because the flesh, the sinful nature, will always focus on self. And if we allow the self, the sinful nature, the flesh to continue to control us, here is what happens when self is constantly focused on. Is that we go into some form of depression. You see, depression has all kinds of different legs and arms. Some of us in this very room, we know what depression looks like. Because we've allowed the self and the sinful nature to focus on us. You see, then we go and we try to do many different things to eliminate the depression. Some of us, we try to eat it away. Some of us, we try to spend it away. Sometimes it goes to a much greater level and we start trying to harm ourselves. And at the very root of it is a centeredness on ourself. And then we allow our sinful nature to control everything. some of us in here today and we know that this very moment we have allowed this to control us. And right now there is a flood of things going through your mind that you are recollecting that you have chosen because God gave you this free will to choose. And we've chosen wrong. I think it's important that we understand what Paul said here. He said, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another. Some of us, our lives are defined by conflict. And we wonder why it seems that every place that we turn and every person that we turn and every time we make a decision, it seems like there is conflict. It's because we're allowing not the Holy Spirit of God to move us, but we have taken the power of choice and we're making it on our own. And there are some of us in here today and we're tired of the conflict. You say, well, Scott, what do I do? Scott, what do we do? 
I want to go back to the power of choice. That our God is such a gracious and loving God and He loves you so much and He created you as individuals and He gave you not only the Holy Spirit, but He also gave you the ability and the power to choose. So today I'm just offering you an opportunity to choose once again. There are some of us in this room today and we desperately need to choose through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, if you go further down into this chapter, you start to recognize some of the fruit of your sinful nature. And I don't even think Paul exhausted this list. I believe that there are some of us in this room today that we could add to this list. Because you see, when we allow the power of choice to flow through our sinful nature, look at what it produces. It says here the acts in verse 19 of the sinful nature are obvious. I love it. Paul says you don't even have to go digging for it. It's just everywhere. Turn on Fox News and you see the flesh and the sinful nature running rampant. And I've said this before, that what our world's problem is, is not a hate problem. It's not about hate. It's about your heart. Because we've allowed this to control it. You see, I love Hope City Church. I love our church. And as the next few years move on and as... I get grayer and much probably skinnier, I hope, and and much better looking and a lot wiser. No more kids, but one of these days, grandkids. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I want this place to be known for the fact that we are just a bunch of real I've had people say to me, like, I will parade our staff around to certain places where people will call me and they'll say, hey, you know what, can I just pick your brain for a few minutes? And I'm like, well, you don't need to pick my brain, but I'll bring along a couple of very smart people, and I will. I was at lunch with one just the other day, and and he asked me just point blank, very blunt. He said, Scott, why are you the lucky one that gets all these wonderful people? I call it the favor of God. The world calls it luck. But I hope that when years continue to pass, that we'll be known for just being a bunch of real people. And I'm not just talking about the staff and the leadership of this church, but I'm talking about, listen to me, about the hundreds and hundreds of people that are going to continue to be set free. We're just a bunch of real people, and we're just allowing We're just allowing the Holy Spirit of God to move us. And maybe for once in our life, we quit making decisions and choosing 
through the sinful nature. So here's where we're going this morning as we end this. It's a time to be real. It is a time to be very real in this place. Now listen, I'm not going to embarrass any of you. I'm not going to call you forward and, and I'm not going to do anything like that. But there are some of us in this place today and you know who you are. I'm going to allow the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of choice to work. Because there are some of us in here today and you know all too well that this is controlling your life. And you maybe for the very first time need to allow the Holy Spirit of God to move your choices. Some of us today need to die to this right here. And here in just a few minutes, when you get in your car, you're going to have the choice. Maybe today at the lunch table, you're going to have the choice. Maybe tonight, you're going to have the choice. Maybe tomorrow morning, you're going to have the choice. You see, the choice is always going to be there. Maybe, for the very first time, some of us in this place are going to choose to allow the Holy Spirit of God to do His job in your life. So would you just bow your heads with me? See, I have no idea what God is saying to some of you people. I do know because what He has said to me that He is bringing, He is flooding some of your minds right now with the choices of your sinful nature. Some of you in this place today, you need to know that you are forgiven. That the blood of Jesus Christ was shed on the cross for people just like us who somehow, some way, continue to make bad choices. Some of you just need to surrender it today because you're tired of the conflict. You're tired of the conflict that is produced in your life. There's some of us in here today and we're resisting the move. You're just resisting the move to, to just come closer to Jesus. I don't know if it's affecting your manhood. I don't know if you feel too full of shame. I don't know what it is. But I can promise you it is not God that is trying to keep you further away. And so some of us in here today need to make a choice. And the choice may not be what is natural to you. But the choice is rooted in birth the Holy Spirit of God. So here's what I want us to do. As we sing this last song this morning before we go back out into the real world. During this song, I know that there are going to be people in the back of this room. See, we've made a little designated place, a place called What's Next. And there's some of us in here and we just don't know what to do next. 
Because we've always been choosing wrong and I'm tired of the conflict and I'm tired of choosing wrong. I need to know what to do next. And so there are some amazing people right now in that back corner and they want to pray with you. And they may want to even impart on you what God has in store for you next. For some of you, it may just be you need to surrender your life to Jesus. They're back there to pray with you and to help you begin that relationship with Jesus. Some of you may be in part of the first part where we just said, I don't know what to do, but I know I'm about to give up. Maybe you want to continue that time of prayer. There are some people that God has empowered and they want to pray with you. And so God, right now, I just thank you that we're not in this alone. And even though that we are full of shame because we constantly remember our bad choices that are driven by the flesh and our sinful nature, God, we're tired of it. And God, I just need to know that there's just an ounce of hope. Like God, help me. Help me make a decision based off the power of your Holy Spirit and not myself. God, help me just to stop resisting your moving. God, for those right now who know that they're fighting and they want to get up out of their seat, and they want to go back there and they just want to know that somebody does actually care. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will move them today. That they leave out of this place with more hope, with more excitement for life. God, that they leave out of here knowing that they have been in your mighty presence. Jesus, I thank you for what you've done. And I go ahead and I say it right now with assurance. I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. And the church said,